Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 278. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Thank you for listening. If you are joining me for the first time, hello and welcome. And if you're joining me for the 278th time, you are also welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad you're all here. Uh, Today's blog is uh, about Italian TV, mostly, but also Italian pop. Um, So it's a little bit on the lighter side after, you know, some, some... so, you know, it's good. It's a little light, uh, little little light business uh, and discussion of media and tyrants, sort of. <laughs> anyway, it has been inspired by several television shows I watched, and also by my experience uh, of my junior year abroad in college which I'll tell you all about all the things uh, when I read it to you uh, now. I'm just going to go ahead and read it to you. It is called Lessons from Italian Media. Back in 1993, I got my first passport and moved to Italy for my junior year abroad. One of the things I was most excited about was getting to see the culture and art of an entirely different country. The internet was in its infancy then, so going places was really the only way to see what other nations were making. I was hungry for Italian pop, Italian TV, Italian cinema, Italian theater, whatever I could get my eyes and ears on. I understood, too, that watching and listening to these things would help me improve my language skills. I listened to the radio, but the pop music was pretty lousy. I watched TV, and the shows all seemed to be tacky variety shows full of showgirls. I went to Italian theater and mostly found translations of works in English. Only the cinema managed to deliver high-quality contemporary art. Meanwhile, I was studying the old stuff, too. I learned incisione, metal engraving, soffeggio, and read incredible works from Italy's past. In 1993, the great works were the old works, the Renaissance works, the great art of the past. I don't regret a moment of it. I'm built for the classics. However, I was baffled by how a people who were raised at the feet of such classical greatness could be inclined to make such trashy art. I found it very confusing. Recently, I learned a lot more about Berlusconi, who was not yet in charge of the country when I moved there, but who was in charge of the media. I suspect there were a lot of tits on TV because Berlusconi was a fan of tits on TV. There was a lot of trashy pop on the radio because Berlusconi was pretty trashy. And he had tremendous broadcast power. I mean, imagine if Trump were in charge of every single TV station and most of the radio. Now imagine what he'd put on those stations. That's what Italian media was like in 1993-1994. I've been thinking about this because I've been watching Italian television shows lately, and they are a world away from what I saw while I was there. 
they are artful. They are thoughtful. And some of them feature really good Italian pop, which I'm delighted to discover has also radically improved in the last few decades. I watched my first current Italian show by accident. Honestly, if I'd known it was Italian at the start, I'd have been a little bit wary. However, Netflix has worked out that I love a show about witches, so it was selling me pretty hard on Luna Nera, which featured gorgeous production design in the trailer and was very thoroughly witchy. As I watched the opening scene, I realized that the sound was not matching their mouths, and so I clicked around to see about turning off dubbing, and ecco, non ci credo, it's in Italian. And it was great. It's like a medieval charmed with a power-hungry witch-hunting bishop and a witch-hunting club. The design was glorious, the performances were excellent, the premise and the writing were very engaging. They left us on a cliffhanger, and there is still no word on a season two. It may be canceled, or not. Anyway, I would like to see more Italian witches. And then my friend wrote an article about another Italian show, one I'd put on my list and forgotten about, called Zero. Zero. You should, for sure, read her piece about it. It places the show in context and lays out why it's so innovative. I'm generally a sucker for a show where someone has powers of some kind, but the fact that this is also one about the real estate takeover of a poor immigrant community makes it all the more powerful. There were immigrants from Senegal living in Florence when I was there, but most Italians and tourists behaved as though they weren't there, as if they were invisible. Except when it rained and you needed an umbrella, as they were often on the street selling them then. It's telling that this show is about a young Senegalese immigrant who can turn invisible. I feel like this show makes the best argument for why diversity in the arts matters. It's not just that we get to see a story about a community we rarely get to hear stories about, but the immigrant influence feeds all strands of the artistic experience. The Italian music in the show seems to have an African influence, and it makes for the best Italian pop I've ever heard. Also, it's just really well done. Beautifully shot, engagingly written, surprising, and exciting. This show, by the way, also ended in a cliffhanger and is also, as yet, not renewed. And now that Netflix has my Italian TV number, they sold me immediately on Luna Park, which just came out. It's a fun period drama that owes a lot to Italy's Fellini past. I mean, you can't watch a show about a carnival in Italy and not think of La Strada or even I Clown. I enjoyed so much of the show, aside from the contemporary music moments. Why? And could feel my language skills seeping back into my brain as I watched my third Italian drama. And then, for the third time, the show ended on a cliffhanger. Almost literally. The show only just came out, so it has not been renewed. But it's good, you know? All three of these shows that Netflix has made happen are good. They're not in the least bit trashy. There were some boobs, but they were in good taste, and that they weren't on Showgirls, and they made sense in context. So why am I telling you about all this Italian media? Do I just want you to watch these shows so Netflix will make more? Sure, maybe. But really, I am not here to pat Netflix on the back. This is definitely not the moment for that. 
The cultural skill was clearly already there in the people who made these shows. Italian cinema is evidence of that. Italian artists know how to tell a story. It's just that the media landscape was controlled by a buffoon. And so they got buffoon art for years. They needed the resources to make better art. Diversity matters, not just in the stories we tell, but in the places we get to tell them. When you only have Rai, Uno, Due, Tre, and so on, and they're all the same network run by the same guy, it is very hard to get any interesting variety going. I'm thrilled by the way Netflix is opening storytelling doors for Italian TV, but I also worry that as time goes by and Netflix begins to dominate the world's watching experience, will it also lose the incredible global diversity that it's currently tapping into? Will it become one of only a handful of places we can watch something? Will they control the narrative? Will they cancel all these shows that they've left on a cliffhanger? And will they make any more, or is it just these three, and then they're done investing in Italy? Italian pop was terrible in the 90s, in part because it was controlled by the same powers that controlled TV. It created a sameness of sound and quality. Italians in the 90s mostly listened to pop in English. My Italian friends found my affection for Italian rapper Giovanotti kind of hilarious. I can still sing slash rap along to large swaths of Penso Positivo and Serenata Rap. So, you know, I enjoyed some Italian pop, but we couldn't call it good, really. Now, here in the U.S., we have just three record companies, and so much of American pop sounds the same. I fear we are headed toward an Italy in the 90s kind of world, and I'm here to tell you that was not a good time for music or TV there. But it is an exciting time for Italian TV and music now. Diversity is coming in and making things cool and interesting. Though there are way too many cliffhangers. I thought about uh, stopping in the middle to give you a bit of Giovanotti, uh, a little bit of rap, Italian rap, <laughs> but I think it may it may have uh, derailed the piece a little too much, uh, but I will give it to you now because you know I, you can't I can't tell you that I can sing along slash rap along to Giovanotti and then not not do it for you. I'm not going to do the whole song because uh, there's no point. I mean, <laughs> they're just so silly, but delightful. Uh, so so just to give you a taste. Io credo che questo mondo esista solo una grande chiesa che passa da Che Guevara e arriva fino a Madre Teresa. Passando da Malcolm X attraverso Gandhi e San Patrignano arriva da un prete in periferia che in avanti nonostante il Vaticano. Io penso positivo perché son vivo, perché son vivo. Io penso positivo perché son vivo, perché son vivo. Niente e nessun mondo potrà fermare di ragionare. Niente e nessun mondo potrà Fermare, 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 fermare. 
it is harder to do than I would have imagined. You know, when you're rapping along with the thing, you're like, oh, yeah, I know all these words. But to, like, say them without the actual track, it's a little harder than I expected. Uh, but that's a little ch- chunk of uh, Pensio Positivo. That chunk is sort of the, the stop in the song where Giovanotti talks to us about his belief that the world is a big church that goes from Che Guevara to Mother Teresa to Malcolm X to Gandhi, St. Patrick, and includes the Vatican. It's a, it's a strange line, but it's fun. It's a good time. And uh, yeah, the, the Serenata rap is also, if you enjoy uh, old Italian pop from the 90s, I mean, there's like a whole chunk of like why he likes this girl and he he likes her butt because it's so round and he also likes her her taste in clothes. <laughs> it's it's a funny song. Uh thoroughly enjoyable to me, but also pretty stupid. You know, but you you like what you like. Also apparently, you know, incredibly popular. Like those videos have millions of views millions millions and millions like more more than you'd you'd think like i want to say 15 million or something it's not nothing i uh, i think giovanotti lives on i mean he does live on he's i'm doing just fine sorry giovanotti <laughs> you got me through you got me through 1993 and 94 so my hat is off to you i think the album is actually called 1994 and i possessed the uh cassette So, I did not, however, possess the cassette for the song that I am going to play for you today that is not Penso Positivo. I'm sorry, I just couldn't sustain it. I can do, you know, just, again, like a little bit, but I cannot sustain Penso Positivo or Serenata Rap, despite my absolute love for those two songs. Uh, What I decided to do, it's actually happened because... uh, Netflix suggested another Italian show to me after I wrote this piece, uh, a contemporary Italian show that takes place in, in, in the now um, and also in the 90s. And the ad for the show, which is called uh, Generation 56K, um, <laughs> the ad for the show featured this song that I had not heard, I don't think, since I'd been in Italy. But, like, I heard just, like, a few lines of it, and I was like, oh, my. Like, it just, you know, when a song just, like, whooshes you back to a moment. And I was like, this is, wow. Like, it ju- it was like a, it was like a, a yeah, vacuum. Like, you're, you're in 1994, friend. <laughs> um uh, so I was like, well, I think that's the song to do because I had completely forgotten it. It is actually tuneful. It's not a rap. Um, and I did not have this album, obviously, because I forgot about it entirely. Um, uh, it is called Come Mai by Otto Otto Tre, 883, a really weird band name that I, I don't understand at all. Uh and one of the reasons I love this song is, first of all, in its, you know, time travel ability to take me back to 1994 in a heartbeat. And also, 
<laughs> the, 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 the refrain of the song and the title of the song, Come Mai, is a phrase that was like so important to me. It's a, it, it means why, basically, or how come. Why or how come, something like that. And uh, it, it, was the, it was the, you know, the, the, the sticking point for me in a conversation I was having. I got a ride home from chorus practice with the, with the baritone. And, uh, and he kept, you know, he doesn't speak any English. And my Italian, you know, is only three months old. So it's not great. And, uh, and he kept asking me, you know, why, to me, I, I did not understand it at all. He, he kept saying, how never, because Come Mai translates directly to how never. So I was so confused because he was like, how never have you been to Italy? And I was like, how never have I been to Italy? How never have I come to Italy? And, you know, I made him ask it like four times. And every time he would say, Come Mai, blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I just like... He must have thought I was absolutely a fool because I could not answer the simplest question. And it was because he was asking come mai and not perché, which is like the, the word I understood to mean why. And come mai is like a you know, more colloquial way to say why. And it was not a phrase I had encountered before in you know academic class. I, I had no experience of it at all. And I was just literally trying to understand how never, how never... I've come to Italy, and I just I couldn't. <laughs> it was it was it was like one of those moments where I just was like, "What is this phrase?" And then after that, this song came out, and people were singing it constantly. People were saying, "Come my," you know, it was like a, it was suddenly everywhere. The way when you learn something, you know, it, it immediately is everywhere. But this was like a literal song that was on every radio station. Um, and it's still, I guess, a hot a hot button because it it showed up in this uh, this television this like nostalgic television show. So uh, so I had to do come my. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just like I it's like a it's like so vivid that experience of just like being in the car and feeling both of us just so frustrated by like why can't we understand each other on this incredibly simple idea. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to play for you Komi Mai in just a moment. Uh, meanwhile, uh, thank you for listening. And if you would like to support the podcast, please tell someone about it. Share it on the social medias. You can uh, like, review, subscribe, all of the things in whatever podcast app you are using. Uh, there's also like various other review kinds of things that are in the show notes if, you, if that's something you feel like doing. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast with your dollars, there is uh, patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis, Kofi, PayPal. All those links are in the show notes, and any support you have is super much appreciated. And having your ears on this podcast is just super much appreciated, so thank you. Uh, so I'm going to play you Oto Oto Tres Komimai on ukulele, and you can hear... A vivid example of Italian pop from 1994. Is it good? Not really, no. Is it something I love? Absolutely. Is there probably some better Italian pop now? Definitely, for sure. Uh, but is is Otto Otto Tre a lot of people's favorite band from the 90s? It, they, they are. Yeah, bless them. 
I mean, it's not it's not bad. This song. It's just you know, it's. I think if you were in Florence in 1994 with me, you're gonna be like, yes. If not, you're gonna be like, I think I see what you mean. <laughs> so please enjoy. Uh, come mai. Le notti non finiscono all'alba nella via. Le porto a casa insieme a me, ne faccio melodia. E poi mi trovo a scrivere chilometri di lettere, sperando di vederti ancora qui. Inutile parlare, sai, non capiresti mai Seguirti fino all'alba e poi vedere dove vai Mi sento un po' bambino ma lo so con te non finirà Il sogno di sentirsi dentro un film E poi all'improvviso Sei arrivata tu, non so chi l'ha deciso, ma hai preso sempre più una quotidiana guerra con la razionalità, ma va bene pur che serva per farmi uscire. Come mai, ma chi sarai per fare questo a me? Notti intere ad aspettarti, ad aspettare te, dimmi come mai, ma chi sarai per farmi stare qui, qui seduto in una stanza, pregando per un sì. Gli amici se sapessero che sono proprio io Pensare che credevano che fossi quasi un Dio Perché non mi fermava mai nessuna storia inutile Uccidersi d'amore ma per chi? Lo sai all'improvviso sei arrivata tu, non so chi l'ha deciso, ma hai preso sempre più una quotidiana guerra con la razionalità, ma va bene pur che serva per farmi uscire, come mai, ma chi sarai per fare questo a me? Te, 